Good morning for Tuesday, October 8, 2013. Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here's what's making news on the front page today. Default threat stokes fear worldwide. Egyptian attacks are escalating amid stalemate, and Bill is rejected for jury duty by non-citizens. In today's national headlines, a GOP moderate in the middle of a jam. Detroit faces millions in bills for bankruptcy, and Senate malls raising the debt ceiling in a challenge to the House. In this morning's financial headlines, the Dow was down 136 and a third yesterday. Worsening debt crisis threatens Puerto Rico. Little fear on Wall Street of default at the moment. And to lift Hong Kong Park, Disney deploys Iron Man. There will be more business stories, more national and world news, too. A roundup from the sports page and New York Times columnist Joe Nocera. Now from the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top story is written from London by Stephen Erlanger. It's titled, Default Threat Stokes Fear Worldwide. The bitter fiscal stalemate in Washington is producing nervous ripples from London to Bali, with increasing anxiety that the United States might actually default on a portion of its government debt, set off global financial troubles, and undercut fragile economic recoveries in many countries. Five years after the financial crisis in the U.S. helped spread a deep global recession, policymakers around the world again fear collateral damage, this time their nations becoming victims not of Wall Street's excesses, but of a political system in Washington that, to many foreign eyes, no longer seems to be able to function efficiently. There is plenty of evidence that the United States remains engaged globally on many levels, but the partial shutdown of the U.S. government has already shown that Washington's problems extend beyond American borders. Effectively grounded by the political crisis at home, President Obama was absent from a summit meeting of Pacific Rim leaders in Indonesia on Monday, giving China greater opportunity to highlight its role in the region. President Vladimir Putin of Russia provided a possibly sardonic statement of sympathy for Obama. We see what is happening in U.S. domestic politics, and this is not an easy solution, Putin said, adding, if I was in his situation, I would not come either. In Europe, the effort to reach a big new trade accord with the United States is still at a standstill, with many government agencies in Washington operating with skeletal staffs. And as worrisome as that kind of delay is in Europe, it is only a precursor to the almost certain economic fallout if the United States does not raise the debt limit and defaults for the first time on government securities. Foreigners often complain that the United States is so powerful that its president is in some important sense their president too. In their case, however, they lack the opportunity to cast a vote. There's not much that any foreigner can do about Obama's confrontation with the House Speaker John Boehner, who said Sunday that his Republican members will not accept a clean bill, one with no conditions, that would raise the American debt limit before the government hits its borrowing limit. At the same time, Boehner has told colleagues privately that he would avert a default but whether he actually has the ability to do so remains uncertain. Alain Frechon, a columnist for the French newspaper Le Monde, said, Washington's looking more like the Italian political system, with its permanent crises and not a presidential system as before. People are worried about the debt ceiling. It could be the little drop that could trigger another crisis in financial markets, Frechon said. 
and it's just when there was the perception for the first time in the long sovereign debt crisis that there's a window of opportunity to breathe a little bit and to introduce a bit more suppleness into the way we've managed it.